0: Central New York and hello, hockey fans all across the internet, and welcome to 315 Hockey Live, brought to you by 315hockey.com and powered by My Little Falls. I'm your host, Scott Kinville, and this is it. This is the last show for our very first season, our inaugural our rookie season, if you rookie will. Season. This is it. You know, we're we're into May. I tell you, we've been we've been going since October. It's been a it's been a long grind, but it's been fun. It's There's
1: been 35 episodes. Yeah,
0: not bad. Yeah, not bad. I can't believe we haven't been thrown off the internet yet. <laughs>
1: Well, the notices have been coming to my house.
0: (laughs) I'm glad you got a shredder. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I actually do. (laughs) But, you know, as usual, we got a great show lined up. Uh, We got another award show, which I love these award shows. They're so much fun. They're so much fun. We did one uh, Monday night for the Utica Comets. And, of course, we're going to close out our season with our 315 neighbors. You know, the, the Comets neighbors, rivals, bitter rivals, but... Neighbors nonetheless, the Syracuse Crunch. Before I bring our guest in who's going to help us out with this award show, of course, my trusty sidekick over here, Mr. Dave the Save Warner. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? You got this big smile on your face because I know. know We're
1: talking tacos tonight. Yeah,
0: you've got something (laughs) planned for, oh man. I got a feeling that I am going to
1: rock your world, buddy. Yeah, I'm sure I got myself into trouble. You did. On Monday night, probably.
0: Uh Yeah, I'm sure. Guest
1: appearance by Rob. No, just kidding. Uh, (laughs) That would just top it off. Yeah, it would.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh boy. Anyway, so let's get going with this award show. To help us out with this Syracuse Crunch show, I have brought in the big guns tonight. I have brought in the one person who I know more knows more about the Crunch than anybody that I know, really. Uh, she covers the Crunch for Field Pass Hockey. She is the host of Syracuse Speaks podcast. She is the one, the only... Alex Ackerman, how are you? Uh,
2: thank you for that. Uh, I'm, I'm doing well, and congratulations on your first season.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Like I said, I can't believe we're still around.
2: It's a lot of work to to do this, you know, especially you all upload a, a much more than I'm able to do with Syracuse Speak. So, you know, I'm I'm that you, should, you have a lot to be proud of. Well, thank you. thank
0: you. I appreciate that. And I'll tell you, your podcast is fantastic. And for anybody who wants to know anything about The Crunch, that's the one to go to. And you're all over the place with that, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I it's syndicated in a couple of different places. It it goes on Field Pass Hockey, but we're on all of the major streaming services and a couple of places here in the Finger Lakes also put it out there and it's it's been nice to see the the attention that it gets because especially as things have changed with the league and individual beat writers dedicated to teams aren't really a thing in most major markets including Syracuse anymore. It's it's kind of a gap in coverage and a gap in you know, necessary information and just discussion about what's going on with the team in the here and now. And I've gotten a lot of positive feedback in that direction. So it's been nice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and it's nice to talk about the, you know, the teams that you love covering. And it's just, it's, it's a, it's a labor of love, but it's great. It, it really is. Uh, so anyways, I'll tell you what, why do we get this show going? Because like I said, we got, well, we got seven categories to get through. And it's a lot of fun. We've got visuals all lined up for a couple of the categories. Uh, but first of all, before we get going, I'm going to let everybody know how this goes. So I'm going to read off the category. I'm going to read off the nominees. Alex is going to give us her pick. I'm going to have my pick. If we agree, the music plays great. We move on to the next category. If not, Dave the Save here is the tiebreaker. So <laughs> this could get off the rails or interesting in a hurry.
1: I think you should do the naming. And before you guys do your pick, we do the music because the key thing is you guys picking, right? I mean, if that's the way you uh, want to do it, I, listen, I don't by know, the way, Alex, you know, we I, have no scripts. Uh, Alex, so. you know, Alex, here it is. Here's the music. You think about how this would fit. Okay. And Alex, Alex's pick would be. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> yeah.
2: See, yeah, see the timing kind on that? Seem- yeah, like it's like you're on the board at the draft and things yeah. are happening and you need yeah. to name your pick. I, yeah. I, I kind of I see where
1: you're coming from. That's, yeah. that's the vibe I was going for, you know? You know, the vibe I get is there <laughs>
0: should be like neons going across the screen every time you play that. I but. can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Alex, just so you know, our awards are called the one fives. We don't have actual awards. Um, I didn't get that far into it. <laughs> Uh, might have to just, you know, make out certificates and crayon or something and send them to the crunch offices, but the-
1: I did try to help well, him name me last week. Yeah, well, it was the Woolies, but he didn't go with it. Yeah. I don't get it. So,
2: <laughs> and, and I'm sure your budget is just about as great as mine. is. Yeah,
1: pretty much.
2: <laughs> so real awards, I'm sure were not in a line that you yeah. were
0: considering right now. Well, maybe instead of bringing back those cans that I would have to to make yeah. the budget, maybe we'll just give those out.
1: Yeah. really. <laughs> Jeez.
0: Boy, oh boy. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's get going. The uh, The first category is the unsung hero. Uh, you know, every team's success is based on, of course, you got your stars, but you also got those players that don't get recognized for everything they do, even though they're such an integral part of their teams. And the nominees are number one, Daniel Walcott. Daniel played in 67 games. He had 13 goals, 19 assists for 32 points. He was a plus 12. He had 103 penalty minutes, 104 shots, and he also had three game-winning goals. Or nominee number two, Philippe Myers. Uh, He played in 52 games. He had eight goals, 21 assists for 29 points. He had 136 shots. He had, let's see, two game-winning goals and three shorthanded goals. And nominee number three is Trevor Carrick. Trevor played in 60 games. He had 15 goals, 31 assists for 46 points. He had 172 shots. He was a plus 15, and he had four power play goals. Okay, with that said then, since we're going to do this the way Dave the Save wants to do it,
1: well, you could, I thought you were going to expand more, but no. All well, because right. I, when when I get to mine, I'll... I forgot know. to even take notes when you were talking. I'm screwed on yeah, this see. one. We were you guys, all, we're you guys off better the rails. agree. We're off the rails. All right. <laughs> all right. So
2: I, I got to look at the notes. I have them up. I don't know. Did Dave the save not have access? I oh, don't no. have
1: access to them. I usually <laughs> scribble little things on a pad here. He doesn't, he doesn't trust me with the notes. That's the problem. She's right. Because when he was doing Marty's Illegal Stick, he'd have this question, and I'd be Googling it under the table. Yeah, yeah. Trivia.
2: He cheated every week. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. It's terrible.
0: <laughs> Mr. Technology over here yeah. ruined trivia every
1: week. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. So, anyways, Alex, what do you think? Who is the unsung hero for the Syracuse Crunch?
2: I am. Oh, is the music going to play yet? I'm not even I, sure.
1: Should we do it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh.
1: she Fantastic. she gets it see there she, we go it was missing and she gets it
2: all right my <laughs> pick for unsung hero for this past season and I, i'm gonna go with someone i wasn't sold on at the start uh, i'm gonna go philip myers i think that he was a good addition and he had some adjustment periods that kind of made me wince. There was one specific moment that I'm sure is just absolutely blazed into every Crunch fan's memory where he made a rather large mistake and a goal was scored and it was not pretty, but he recovered really well. And he, I really think became an integral part, especially when Darren Radish was called up later on in the season. I think he really became a huge part of the blue line and the team's effort. And, you know, potential, especially heading into the playoffs. So I'm going to say I did a little bit of a 180 on this player as his, his time with the crunch went on and I'm going to go with Myers.
0: All right. Well, I got to tell you, we're going to have a disagreement right off the bat. Dave, To save, you better get your pen ready because <sighs> you're going to, ha- you're going to have to <laughs> i tell you, you know what? This was actually a very, very tough choice. Um, totally get what you're saying about Myers. Plus the fact that he had three shorthanded goals. That was very impressive to me. Uh, I was also extremely impressed with the way uh, Trevor Carrick really stepped up. Right after, you know, Radish went up to Tampa Bay, uh, there was kind of a little bit of a void at that point. And I'll tell you, Trevor Carrick grabbed the reins, and he went with it. had a tremendous season. But my pick is going to be Dan Walcott. I mean, I just – I'll tell you what. He is one of those guys that he just brings everything to the table, and he leaves it all on the ice. He, he really does. Uh you need grit. That's what he provides. He will. He will put anybody through the boards that you need to. Uh, but he's also got a scoring touch. I mean, thirteen goals is you know is really good. And I'll tell you, for everything that this guy does in the community, he's, he's just a tremendous all-around person. Uh, he was on the show a few weeks ago, so yeah, you know, I got I got to know him a little bit better than the other two. But I will say that, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going with Daniel Walcott. So, with that said,
1: Alex, you could change your mind. <laughs>
0: On, he's, he's starting to sweat. You should see him.
2: You know, as, as as an ELA teacher for another month and a half. Is uh,
1: that, what is that? Extra length arms?
2: Uh, no, English language arts. Okay. All
1: right. Just checking. Extra length arms. I
2: have to go with, with that word unsung when I'm really thinking about this because I would not consider Walcott to be unsung. Okay. I think that he absolutely is a, was an integral part of this team and has been for eight years now. I don't consider him to be like under the radar, unsung right. in those areas. So that's, that's a really you good know, point. As a stickler for the language thing, sure. I'm, that's what I'm looking at. Just to throw that out there.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's a good thing you're
1: around because this one over here has no idea
0: what ELA means, anyway. So
1: <laughs> I thought that was pretty snappy that I came up. Oh with yeah, that, you're snappy that quick. <laughs> come on, what could you come up with? <laughs> Not that. <laughs> oh jeez. I mean, but, we, we even have – you know, we have feedback from the floor, too. Okay, you know? let's
0: – Lucas Edmonds, that's another okay. good one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But anyways, now that uh, we've got –
1: I You know, Trevor filling Radish's shoes seems like that would have been maybe the toughest thing to do. So I would have split the vote here. <laughs> well, But if I have to, I'm going to go with Myers.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Hey, I like it. I like it. I, I just like watching you just make grind shit. your teeth. Mix and, shit up. That's yeah, <laughs> what you like. Well, yeah. that too. But. That too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that. All right. Well, the first 315 of the night has been awarded, and it's going to Philippe Myers. Very nice. Yeah, like I, like I told you, this was really tough for me because I'm looking at these, I'm like, wow, I, each one of these guys has brought something to the table that, you know, I mean, and you know what? You, you actually make a very good point about Walcott. I mean, there's certainly – no under the radar kind of thing with him, um, but you know, like I said, Insulpar is, and, and it's really hard. Like we were talking before we went on the air, when you got a guy like Alex Beret-Belay around, it kind of it, it casts a very, very big, uh, big shadow. Not a bad shadow, but a big shadow that you know guys are trying to got to step out of. But anyways, great pick there, Philippe Myers, the unsung hero. All right, coming up next is Rookie of the Year. Now, this is another tough one right here. you got some really good rookies out on the crunch. Uh, we'll start off with Declan Carlisle. He played 69 games. He was, let's see, he had 8 goals, 16 assists for 24 points. He was a plus 28 on the season. He had 2 game-winning goals. You know, he was 4th in the HL in the regular season in plus-minus. Uh, also on defense, Jack Thompson. He had 71 games played, 8 goals, 15 assists for 23 points. He was a plus 1, and he took 136 shots this season. And the third one... Is, and it's hard to believe that he's still a rookie, technically, because it seems like he's been with a crunch for a few seasons. I mean, it's kind of un- uncanny. But anyways, it's Hugo Olnafall. Uh, the goaltender had 33 goals. Or I'm sorry, he played in 33 games. He had a 2.77 goals against average. He had a record of 17-12-2. He had a 9.04 save percentage, and he also had three shutouts. Now, Hugo was 20th in the AHL in goals against average, and he finished 7th in the AHL in shutouts. All right, Dave. We're going to go to Alex for her pick, but first cue up the music that I know you want to play. (laughs) Okay, Alex, who is your Syracuse Crunch Rookie of the Year?
2: I just want to say I find it very interesting that all of these choices are on the more defensive side of things, including the goaltender, considering Syracuse's defensive struggles. So that's telling in, in more ways than one, but... Uh, with that said, I am going to go with Declan Carlisle.
0: Okay, okay, that's a really good choice. I tell you, steady, steady. You would watch him play. You would. It's hard to believe that he was a rookie. I it, agree. It, it really is just a, a steady Eddie back there. He really was. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you know, even if you wanted to go back to the unsung hero, you're right about the defensive side of things. But I'll tell you that Syracuse decor was really good overall. It, it really was. And I mean, so you almost, you could almost kind of lump them in as an unsung hero, but we're, we're past that. We're, you know, I don't want to backtrack here.
1: We're talking to ELA.
0: That's right. <laughs> that is right.
1: That's, it's a nasty word.
0: <laughs> uh, but Hey, listen, I'm just glad that rookie of the year, we, we're not going to get hung up on the technicality. <laughs> we
1: could. <Because laughs> There's still time.
0: Yeah. Well, Jeff, yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, but you know what though, Alex, I got to agree with you on this one. I really do. This kid stepped in, and he was just, like I said, he was solid throughout the entire season. And, you know, it's funny for a a kid who's playing in his first season in the AHL, just never seemed to make a mistake.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, his professional poise was very impressive all season long.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I kind of wanted to go with all NFL, but, you know, like I said, he played last season. And I believe he got a game or two in in the season before, so he was really taking that rookie season thing to the to the max. Let's put it that way. And, and not to mention, you know, when, when you're a goaltender like that, you're in a tan, we got Max, like I say, there too. That helps out a lot. takes a lot of pressure off. Whereas Declan Carlisle played in all but three games. So for me, that was the deciding factor right there. So congratulations to Declan Carlisle. He gets the three one five for the Syracuse Crunch Rookie of the Year. And again, we'll you know maybe we'll try to make up a certificate or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this next one, this is uh, kind of a weird category, but it's one that I just like to have fun with a little bit. Uh, you know, Alex, hockey players are so proud of their hair. You know, whether they call it flow. I mean, a lot. Of, I guess now the term is lettuce. You know, we've been covering covering some youth hockey and all that. That's what the kids are all saying. Right? It means lettuce. Yeah. Show yeah. you. you. Those kids. Got, got, no, got, look, kids. look, I got a head of lettuce. Look at this. <laughs> no, it's
1: lettuce. Show you our hair. This is one,
0: that yeah, this, oh? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay.
1: They just shortened it.
0: Listen, you got yourself behind on the ELA part. I, I, I don't I think you're going catching to the up ELA here. Come I don't on, think Alex. you're catching cover, up.
1: Cover me, girl. Forget about <laughs> it. You're, you're done. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that is. Yeah. it.
1: But
0: anyways, for this category, we we've actually got some visuals. We like to bring that. So anyways, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, number one is Gage Consalvas. Look at that hair. I like that. I mean, look at it's got that. It's, it's going everywhere all at once. I love it. And, and you know what? Another thing, Alex, I got to tell you, I'm pretty much bald, so I'm jealous of all these guys, right? So this is just great. Uh, let's see. Number two, pull that up there, Dave. That's Hugo all in the fall. We just talked about him. Now, you know what I like about his hair? It looks like it could go either way.
3: <laughs> right i
0: love it it's awesome you know i don't think
1: he's gonna like you saying that about him
0: i know i'm saying it is you know what i mean
1: because
0: if, <laughs> if you look at his part right i mean yeah, it just, it just goes this way that way it's awesome i it's love not it Not
1: quite down the middle but yeah
0: exactly exactly and last but not least and this one's gonna blow your mind alex right there
1: coach grew you know you have sympathy with him
0: uh yes i do yes i do but Besides, at least
1: his hair slid down his
0: face well listen that's just it though right he's got this awesome beard going on and i said head of hair right well the
2: face is on the head
1: okay that's a stretch ela cut.
2: just it, it's a little stretch yeah. but it I, is you know but listen i think if well, you can justify it, that's usually what I tell my students. If you can justify it, I'll go with it. There so, you know, go. You got your justification in there. I can't lie.
0: I like it. See? You see that? that... Got gotcha, you, Dave. Ha No. <laughs> so there you go. well, uh, any... I think you... What? Is that still there? Yeah. Oh. oh
1: there... Where'd you go? There you go. Oh, okay. It, we okay. got
0: him so carried away here, he hit the wrong button. <laughs>
1: I'm like,
2: I didn't touch anything, I swear. Yeah,
0: you did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so given those three choices, Alex... Who on the Syracuse crunch has the best head of hair?
2: I'm Oh, music?
0: Oh yeah.
3: Dave.
2: Okay. Uh I am going to go with the uh millennial part. Not quite down the center. Hugo Elnafault for this one.
0: <laughs> See, I told you, Dave. <laughs> i told you you told me what that that part could go anywhere i'm
2: telling you it's Uh it's the very famous like gen z hates the millennial part and i'm pretty sure that (laughs) elna is gen z but for some reason he's rocking it i am too see where is it there you go where is it (laughs) right slightly off center over to the side i sometimes do it the other way so i'm gonna go with elna felt
0: there you go you know what if i had a a part that was probably what i would do too yeah But I haven't had a part since I was, like, 25, so it's, you it,
2: know. <laughs> you know, Gen Z needs to back off the the the, the off-to-the-side part because it gentles things up just a little bit. Yeah. If you have a really angular face like I do, and I think Alna Fowl, we could say, probably does, it just gentles things. Yeah, we got angles see? there. Like, you can see. Like, he's got some cheekbones. He's yeah. yeah. So it just gentles things just a little bit. It makes a difference.
0: And you know what I, I like, too? Uh, he's got, like, that thing going on on the left side, too. It's, like, that little, like, And I don't know if that was intentional or not, but... It's a little duck bill. Yeah, I like it. I really do. So, I mean, that's... You know what, Alex? I got to agree with you on this one, too. (laughs) I really wanted to go go with Coach Grew because, you know, us ball guys got to stick together. But, you know, you sold me on this one. You changed my pick. You really did. Because, like I said, I was going to go with Coach... He
1: didn't want me picking is what it
0: was. (laughs) Absolutely not. Not this one. (laughs) I was
1: going with right here.
0: See? There you go. So, all right. Well, you know what? You go didn't get the rookie of the year, but you know what? He's got the best head of lettuce on the Syracuse Crunch. Maybe I ought to go to the grocery. prize. Yeah. Could you imagine? The look on the Crunch's office. If I send him a head of lettuce and said, "Could you please give this to you with all the with his
1: name on it?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, let's take three one five hockey right off the list. <laughs>
1: Be rotten, by well, and especially if
2: they're thinking they have to send this to wherever yeah, it's to during the off season. <laughs> what
1: are we going to do with this? That'd Wait. be funny.
2: <laughs> Customs might not like that. No, yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, freeze
0: it. Yeah, I have to call but Listen, it's, it's not a joke, it really is. It's an award. Yeah, you guys are way lowbrow. That's it. A... Oh boy. All right, so (laughs) moving right along. uh, You know what? We got more visuals for this one. So this one is the best alternate uniform. And you know what? I love this. You know, teams do this. All all teams do this, right, where they come up with a different jersey, a different uniform for a night. I like it because it breaks things up, right? You know, you get that. I mean, listen, everybody likes their their team's jerseys and their team's uniforms, but every once in a while, you like to see something different.
3: Absolutely. And
0: you know what? We've got five choices here to pick from, so – there's the first one, the orange throwback jerseys. You know, what? I really like these because it's a salute to the old Syracuse Blazers. It's a historic in nature. I'm a history kind of guy, and I, and I just love it. I mean, it's a sharp looking jersey, uh, simple, simple and beautiful. You know what I mean? It's like that. There's nothing overwhelming about it. It's just a very sharp jersey. All right, moving right along. Ah, this is the old school Crunch logo. I got to tell you something. If I was a little kid, I'd be terrified of that. <laughs>
2: I have, I have to ask, have you seen what he originally looked like back in, like, 1996?
0: I do remember that, yeah. And that that, that was even scarier. Yes, it was. I'm a grown adult, and I'm kind of like, Ooh, wait a minute.
2: It's not good. Don't hit me with that it's all at once. It's not good.
0: <laughs> it's almost kind of like what the Flyers were trying to go with with Gritty, and they missed. You know. <laughs> but it's still cool all the same. It's just, you know, like I said, I'm just glad I'm not a little kid because... <laughs> okay who's our next one here ah the pride jerseys you know what i liked about these now i gotta tell you something and dave's heard this story a million times i'm a child of the 80s right i grew up in the 80s love everything about the 80s these jerseys are super sharp and you know what they remind me of the old denver nuggets uh jerseys from the 80s and they were so nice and it was just so bright I i love it so these are really nice too uh and that's let's see, when, when was that game? That was March, wasn't it? I think.
2: Um, yeah, and this this particular picture in um this player is no longer with the team. He hasn't been with the team in a couple of seasons. So this jersey is slightly out of date. Oh, that's I'm sorry I grabbed the wrong one. That's okay. I'm just, you know. Nope. Um but it looked very similar. I mean, there's only so much you can do with these particular jerseys you know right. and, and still make sure you're hitting all the notes that you want to hit for a pride night so you know just just gentle like this is just slightly out of date
0: yeah that's-, that's well you know what that's my fault because i was trying to google right mm-hmm. and that's i'm like yeah that's it i looked i'm like yeah that's it real quick and i like sent it to dave so that's entirely my fault um we'll try to find a an updated picture at some point i'll I'll put it on there. that's my fault sorry uh let's see anyways and i should have known that by looking at the last name like you know but anyways uh let's see this is the hockey fights cancer jersey this is another sharp one right here Mm -hmm. i i like this one i like how that purple offsets with the blue too it's really really nice
2: yeah it is it is and and it's gone through a couple of changes itself over the seasons and it's only gotten better as they've done more versions of this particular jersey and it is it's really nice
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and last but not least the Salt City ones, these are really, really nice. I like how that light blue goes with the dark blue and then the the, the white, oh, it's just a gorgeous looking jersey overall. And I like how they they emphasize that Syracuse is known as the Salt City, so it really kind of changes things up in, in, in total, so. All right, so there's our five choices. Let's get that music ready. All right, Alex, which one is the Syracuse Crunch best alternate uniform?
2: This was a fight between my head and my heart because my heart is with the uh, blue sort of semi-original logo because that was my logo when I first became a fan. Mm -hmm. You know, it was different colors. It wasn't the Tampa color scheme, but that was that was my logo. So seeing Al return, um, Al is the name of the Ice Gorilla. For those who might not know, he does have a name. (laughs) Um, and he's named that because if you say go, Al, it spells goal because we're real clever here. <laughs> there you go. See, it's
1: almost like um, an ELA, I think.
2: Yes. <laughs> so my heart is with that jersey just because that was my first experience as a fan with the team. But my head knows that the Salt City uniforms are by far some of the most creative yeah and just the theming and you know it's hard to tell in some of the pictures but the numbers on the back actually feature a map of Syracuse and the majority of them have the on center as like a little focal point in the numbers too so there was a lot of cleverness and thought that went into it And, you know, this is one of those jerseys I wasn't able to get my hands on one, unfortunately. And I think it's going to be something I'm going to regret as a fan moving forward. So I got to go with this jersey.
0: Yeah, I got to agree with you 100 percent on this one. This is such a gorgeous looking jersey. It really is. Uh, And and you're right with the the details that went into it. Absolutely awesome. So, yeah, I don't think there would be any disagreement, even if we did throw it over to Dave the Save.
1: No, oh, I like that one. There you but, go. I, but, you know, if I had an alternate, I would have gone with the uh, cancer one. I really like the yeah, combo of colors, you know? That's a nice one, it too. It looks sharp. shoulders look neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. But I'll, I'll go with you on this one.
0: All right. right. We'll see that. Everybody agrees. I like it. I like Wonderful. it. Wonderful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and at least this one, we're not going to be sending a head of lettuce to the, the Syracuse Crunch front <laughs> office. So.
2: Uh, have the cancer one one we could have sent blueberries. Oh
0: yeah, like, that's
1: right.
2: Could have had that same. Like if we're going with the food thing, I think yeah. the blueberries would have
0: worked. Yeah. yeah, that's right.
1: Little fruit, vegetables. We could we could oh, fill a meal yeah. out here by the end of the show.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Moving right now to the game of the year. Now this these are really you know it, th- these are tough to pick because you know I'm. Obviously, game of the year means a little bit something or different to everybody. But these are the three that I came up with. So, let's see. We got uh, game two of the Calder Cup playoffs against Rochester. Uh, that 3 to nothing shutout win where they didn't even allow a shot in the first period. That's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, let's see. Second, we got November 16th. It was a 5-4 to four shootout win at Springfield. Now, the special thing about this game was, for, well, for one thing, they scored three third-period goals to tie the game and then win it in the shootout. This game started at 10.30 out there, 10.30 in the morning in Springfield. It was the school game. Mm-hmm.
3: They mm-hmm. had all the
0: the school kids there. It was it's really cool, actually. And that's that's a really neat thing that Springfield does. And then the Crunch went out and uh, <laughs> said, no, kids, this is how you win the shootout, shootout right here. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> Get your kids back in school.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah, right? right,
2: right. Like- Sorry, kids. Can't win all the time. Yeah. Go
0: back and learn something. Here's a life lesson for you. <laughs> oh, boy. And the third one is, let's see, April Fool's Day. It was a 4-3 to overtime win at Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Uh, they were down 3-1 to in the third period. They came back to tie it in OT. And then the guy we just talked about a little while ago, Philippe Myers, uh, 52 seconds in, he wins it for the Crunch. So there's our three nominees. Music, please, for Alex. <music> Alex, your game of the year, please.
2: Got to go with game two of the Calder Cup playoffs versus versus Rochester. That was probably the most just solid from top to bottom game of hockey I think I've ever seen this team play. And I think that that's going to be a playoff game, regardless of how the series turned out, that – fans are going to be talking about for a very long time after this season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I tell you, I really wanted to go with that That shootout went out in Springfield. I did just because, and, it, and I think just because it's the uniqueness of that whole situation, right? Having to go out and play a, a game that starts at 1030 in the morning, which hockey players are not used to by the way, Mm-mm. but,
2: no, they always complain about those weird start times, yeah, even yeah. on Sundays. Which their Sundays aren't that far off, but they still it throws off their schedule. That pregame nap, they need that pregame nap. You can't take a pregame nap nap at nine o'clock in the morning.
0: That doesn't uh, work. Absolutely. I mean, when I, if I play rec league hockey, I have to have a nap. Of course, I'm also almost forty nine years old, so <laughs> I need a longer nap than most. But that's okay. <laughs> but again, I got to agree with you on this one, though. That 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 game was just outstanding, Uh and just. More or less, you just call it a clinic, because that's what it was. It was a clinic on how to play a playoff game right there, um, and I will tell you that had, had to make everybody there extremely happy. So, no doubt about it. There, let's see game of the year. Shoot, game one versus Roger. Ooh, I, you know what though? That's that's hey, that's actually not bad right there. That's. That that
2: isn't. I mean, I didn't expect Syracuse to come out to a two nothing series lead. And I definitely think game one set a tone. You know, it, it's unfortunate that Syracuse wasn't able to c- carry that through, but I, I don't want to get on that topic because yeah. it's not good. Tears Cheers.
1: Uh, Cheers are not good.
0: We're having too much fun. We can't. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Like Let's keep it upbeat. We don't need yeah. to go down that. That's a sad road. We don't
1: need that yeah, road yeah. right now. Exactly.
2: Um, but I could see that argument. You know, game one definitely set a tone. And it allowed the team to to show what they can do when they're all on the same page, which is something that didn't happen very often this season.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> here that, she goes. She's slide, that, sliding into it. But that's you know, but that can be so frustrating at times though too. When I mean, you see the the team just puts together like two or three straight weeks of great hockey, and then all of a sudden, boom! And yeah, it's 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 hard to watch sometimes when not watch, but I mean, it's just aggravating.
3: Very yes, aggravating.
0: percent have that Pepto-Bismol ready. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this next category, this one, the fans picked this one, Alex. So we put a little poll out there on the internet, and we wanted to know who the Syracuse Crunch fan favorite was. So we had actually, let's see, we're going to count it out right now, One, two, three, four, fourteen 14 different players received votes. <laughs> so that <Okay>. tells you, <laughs> exactly. You say they, these fans love their Syracuse Crunch. There's no doubt about it. But we had a top three. So, coming in at number three was Gage Gonzalez. Oh, Gonzo—that's a, a great nickname, Gonzo. I love it. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: mm-hmm. very, hot, very classically hockey. Yes, like, exactly. Just, yeah,
0: it's perfect. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, let's see, number two, and boy, I tell you, number one or number two were extremely close. They were separated by two void or two votes, two votes. But coming in second was Daniel Walcott. Uh, and for a while, I thought he was going to win because he was actually leading, and I'm watching this whole thing go. I'm like, wow! I'm like, he's, and then the the winner kind of came back with a, a flurry at the end. It was uh, it was quite something. But the winner of the fan favorite for the Syracuse Crunch, as voted on by the fans, Alex Buray Belay. Um, yeah, so I mean, not unsurprising though. I mean, how can you you know, <laughs> the guy who finished second in points overall in the AHL, I'm sure, is going to get some uh, some votes for the the favorite player. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's um... I
2: mean, and he he owns like every single crunch franchise record at this point in time, except for the one that Walcott owns, which is most games played in a crunch jersey. Right. (laughs) uh, You know, I, I he's definitely someone that the fans recognize, appreciate And from what I've observed, I think he also has a really good rapport with the fans, which Walcott certainly does, too. He knows the fans. He loves the fans. He's moved to the community, which you know how rare that is for AHL players. So, you know, I I can see how Barry Boulay might have squeaked that one out just a little bit. So now he owns yet another franchise record and award. So there you go.
0: Exactly. Right. (laughs) And again, it won't be a head of lettuce. So, hey, you know. Take that for what it's worth, right?
2: He probably would have had an easier time bringing that one home, though. Probably,
0: yes, I'd imagine. (laughs) I'm still visualizing that, and I'm just, I'm just (laughs) snickering to myself over that.
1: To keep it fresh, you put it in foil. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. there you go. Alex is like, how did he even know that?
2: <laughs> uh, I just, I just wrapped the plastic that it came in. Back no, no, no. That's not what you do.
1: Foil, that's foil, keeps, do. Yeah, <laughs> foil keeps it longer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Was it?
0: Okay. Well, yeah, there you go. Now see, we just learned a gardening trip. Or do I, I don't about?
1: know where that came from, but yeah, it's really, that's well, true, yeah.
0: there you go. See that? We had an ELA lesson and now we got a gardening lesson. That's it. This is just great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, so I'll tell you what. I guess this moves us on to our last category. So, of course, we're going to wrap up with the most valuable player, the MVP. Now, I had three nominees, and, Alex, I know you want to add one. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the three off that I got, and then we're going to add yours, and then we're going to do our voting. All right? Sure. All right, so first up, Alex Beret-Belay. Um, we can go on and on with the list, but let's just suffice it to say, that let's see. Regular season, he had 69 games played. He had 24 goals, 60 assists for 84 points. He took 225 shots, 24 power play points. He was, like I mentioned, second in the AHL in points, one point off from winning the title uh, from Michael Carcone. Uh in the playoffs, he was he had five games played. He was he had a goal and eight assists for nine points just dynamite, uh, along with 17 shots. Uh let's see, not many number two. Simon Wrightfors. He had seventy two. He played in all seventy two games this year. Led the team with twenty seven goals. He had thirty two assists for fifty nine points. He had three game winning goals and took one hundred and forty eight shots. And my third nominee is not technically with the team right now. He's still you know Tampa uh, up Tampa Bay, which unfortunately didn't advance in the playoffs. But because of the season that he had when he was with the Crunch, I had to put him on this list. Uh, Darren Radish. Uh, 50 games played, 13 goals, 38 assists, and 51 points. Uh, He had 135 shots. He was a plus 19. He had 10 power play points. What a season he was having uh, before he got called up. So that's why I put him on my MVP list because, like I said, he's still playing over half the games. So, Alex, I know you want to add one.
2: I do. And, uh, you know, I really examined this because my bias towards this player is very well documented. I don't hide it but I really feel that the fact that this team plays differently when Gabriel Dumont is in the lineup versus out of the lineup is worth consideration for MVP for this past season. Absolutely. I think last season, Dumont had a more impressive season. Last season was a career season for Dumont this season, not quite as impressive. He struggled with some injuries. He had some personal things going on. He only got in 55 games. 39 points in those 55 games. He was six on the team in points. But, you know, one of the differences in the playoffs was that for games three and four, Dumont was suspended. And that's not something that you want me to get into either yeah. because I have thoughts. But uh,
0: Feel free to if you want to. Hey, listen, hey, now, I, open forum, go for it.
1: She's <laughs> teasing me. She First she comes out with the ELA and then she does this.
2: Yeah, well, I, you know. I, I have thoughts about the fact that he got two games for what really amounted to an accidental hit and, you know, a player missing a minute and then a game and then a player getting three games for a headshot that put someone out indefinitely a couple games later in a different series. It just doesn't really seem equal to me.
3: Right.
2: But the fact is Syracuse played very differently in games three and four than they did in games one. And in game two, when Dumont got his – misconduct for that hit. The team almost seemed to rally around the fact that he had been kicked out of the game. And we saw this all season long with Syracuse where when their captain was in it. And and really that's the role of an AHL captain. You know, more so than in the NHL. The captain in the AHL is that settling factor. They're the right. guy that's going to you know, lead by example, pull things out when things are tough, be the one to take the hits and and do some of those physical plays and score when it matters. And I really think Dumont was the one who ignited Syracuse's comeback in game five. And it was very obvious that when he scored Syracuse's third goal, things were turning around. And I just really think that the way the team plays when he's out there versus the way that they played when he wasn't is worth consideration.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And he played in the, uh, the HL all-star classic as well there in laval. So that's a that's a very very good way to put it right there because you're right it was a completely different team when he wasn't playing and and it showed. But now that we have four choices it's time. We got to decide who your pick is for the MVP. Music please, Dave. All right, Alex, who is the MVP at the Syracuse Crunch?
2: I'm going to make things complicated, and I'm going to stick with Dumont.
0: Wow. Wow. Hey, listen, that's, I, I like it. I like chaos. This is great. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> this is great. I love it. I love it. But you know what? She's got a great point, though.
1: She made a compelling you know, argument.
0: She did. You know, it's not always all about numbers. No. It, it really isn't. Um, but with that said, I'm going to make it all about numbers. I'm going to stay with Al <laughs> <Elfrable. laughs> uh. uh. Just, I mean, the, the unbelievable season that he had. You, you can't, can't even come close to anything around here with that. Uh, like you just mentioned, all the records he's set um, this season. Uh, he's actually may actually just win the AHL MVP, anyways, from people who actually hand out awards rather than just talk about heads of lettuce and crayons stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, really, I, I got to tell you something. You know, looking at those numbers, I just don't see how there's any way I could not vote for him. And, and I know for, you know, league awards, they don't count the playoffs. I count the playoffs when I look at this because, it, to me, it's the whole body of work. And, I mean, he was almost a 2 point game player in the playoffs. So, for me, Alex beret is my team MVP. However, now that we have a difference of opinion here and we got a little bit of chaos, Dave the Save, what say you?
1: <laughs> uh, Alex, you made just such an incredible uh, argument for Dumont, but I – think you're right the numbers relay there's just no way to overcome those
0: yeah yeah i mean if they weren't so dominant that's that's you know i mean if it was one of those where he put up say 60 points then i could definitely been swayed by what what alex said and it was it was a great argument but like i said those kind of numbers yeah kind of hard to deny but
1: all right. I didn't. I wanted to. She had me going there. I know. I was, but she, the more she spoke, the more I was pulling for this guy. Exactly you know, you know right. The underdog thing. I was like, damn, this guy needs it. <laughs> <I> no <know>, right.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If you ever decide you're not going to be an ELA teacher anymore, you could be a lawyer because that was
1: really compelling. <laughs> that I was, it was excellent. Thank you. You know, Cl- closing you. arguments were awesome.
2: Yeah, they were. <laughs> I've I've been on a lot of interviews lately, so I think for for my my real life, not for for this this fun that we're having here. And so I think that that sort of fed into, <laughs> into my ability jeez. to build up an argument. So thank you for that.
1: Awesome, You're using us for practice. Yeah, there you go, right? Yeah, jeez.
2: <laughs> All
0: right, well, Alex, there there are a couple of news and notes here from the the world of the Syracuse Crunch. But I think first we're going to just take a real quick commercial break. We'll catch our breath here. Uh, Get a swallow of water, and we'll be right back with all the Syracuse uh, Crunch news and notes.
3: Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, The Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our country music streaming radio station, or sign up for our weekly newsletter. Stop by today at com. You'll be
0: like glad you did. And we're back with segment two. Alex, I got to ask you something. Listening to that song, does that not remind you of like a Rocky theme song or something like that?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. You, you know, can, you definitely like or even just like a player introduction to yeah. a game or something. Totally.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I got to say, David save did a great job with that one. I got to give yeah. that one to him. So <laughs> absolutely. All right. So yeah, there's just been a, a few news and notes coming out here. Um, you know, teams change every year, you know, every year, you know, guys come and go and it looks like uh, the crunch have, are going to have a big loss to deal with. Uh, Simon Reifers is going back overseas. He's going over to uh, Sweden to play in the SHL. He's signed a four year contract. So that's gonna be kind of a a tough pill to swallow.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough in the Lightning organization because I think sometimes these players sign on expecting that they're gonna get a chance to make Tampa and get into the NHL and get that time. And the Lightning just, they don't have the, the really, unless they have like a catastrophic string of injuries to their forward core, Promoting from within right now during the regular season is just not really something that the Lightning can or really should want to do. So right. it, it's it's tough. If that's what these guys are looking for, the Lightning organization is a challenging place to find that.
0: It is because I mean the 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 Lightning are nowhere near a rebuild. So it's uh <laughs> You know they're not going to be calling guys up from the from the minors all the time to get them a look or anything like that because you know they're always right there in a the playoff hunt and that's really no time to uh, say oh let's see let's give this guy nine games let's see what he's got you know yes. not not when you're battling for a playoff spot every season it really it's kind of tough uh, you know I noticed on your your Twitter feed a couple days ago too um, we've been talking about Daniel Walcott and uh, they had the the Crunch put out the like the player notes to end the season and uh, you had a little concern about Daniels.
2: I did. So Walcott been a fixture of the Syracuse community now for eight years. You know, he, as we talked before, he bought a home in Syracuse, which is unheard of for AHL players, just because as you mentioned, that roster turnover is high, you know, to to have a player with the team for longer than two seasons is pretty remarkable. Eight years is incredible. So the fact that he's so well-known in the community, you know, he's, he's a big part of everything, but I noticed that after game five, when the team was out on the ice to give the final salute to the fans and everything, Walcott was more upset than I would imagine a player might be at the end of, of a really competitive playoff round. Um, He was very visibly upset and that's usually not him, even when things are really tough. And then when they did those graphics that you were just talking about, his was very much like, thanks for all of the support this season. And then for the last eight years too. And, you know, I remember when Mike McKenna was with this team in 2017 and the team went to the Calder Cup final. There was a big push to bring McKenna back, obviously, because of everything that had happened. He came in at the trade deadline. He dragged the team kicking and screaming into the playoffs. Like, it was impressive. His little graphic put, it was an honor to represent Syracuse. And I almost, when I read Walcott's, I got that same sinking feeling that, like, there's something going on here. And sure enough, McKenna was not invited back. He went to Texas and then went to another Calder Cup final. So, I mean, good for him. Right. Um, but that message from Walcott just caught me off guard because it very much seemed like a little bit of a goodbye.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then looking at, at Cap Friendly here, I mean, he is an unrestricted free agent. So, mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully things will work out and, you know, he, he comes back to the team because that's, that would be a devastating loss.
2: It would be, you know, and I think for the community too. I know just from what the team has told me in passing, he does a lot more work for the community. You know, he's been the Crunch's man of the year, I think probably almost every year, if not every year since he joined the team. But he does a lot more work behind the scenes that he just won't let the team publicize than the fans will ever know. So it's going to be a big loss in that area too. And I just. You know, it's, it's going to be it's going to be hard no matter how you feel about his scrappy play on the ice. You can't deny how much players like him mean to American Hockey League communities. These are the reasons why when fans try to argue for arena upgrades or lease renewals, these are some of the top reasons why fans want AHL teams in their cities because of right. Walcott.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it goes right back to what we were talking about during Unsung Hero. You know, I mean, all this stuff that he does and there's even more, like you said, that fans don't even know about, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, You know, speaking of um, unrestricted free agents and and guys that could potentially be going, uh, Max Legacy is is an unrestricted free agent as well. However, the Crunch did announce today that they have signed Matt Tompkins to a two-year, two-way deal. Um, I'm going to guess that the the net next season pretty much belongs to Hugo Alnafeld. In reading the tea leaves, obviously. Uh, but, I mean, you never know. He might have a new tandem next year.
2: I'm I'm leaning towards that's what the Lightning is picturing, is that Tompkins and Elnafelt and will share the net in Syracuse. I don't think Elnifelt's ready to back up Fawaleski just because that's really tough for a young goalie in their first NHL contract year to be sitting for as much time as he would be sitting for. I exactly. think the Lightning isn't going to want that. Their track record for developing goalies pretty much begins and ends with (laughs) Wawoleski.
1: So um,
2: they don't seem to have that part of the whole developmental process down just yet. But I don't think that they would want Al Nefelt to go up and sit for the majority of a season like an NHL backup does. Right. So my guess is this is going to be that older veteran that will be the mentor to Elna as he hopefully ages out of that rookie season that, as you said... <laughs> the the never-ending rookie season. <laughs> forever. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the the 1-2 situation works out. If we're going to end up with almost like we did this season with that 1A-1B situation where Elnifelt and, and Legacy played almost the same amount of games mostly because of injuries, but that's besides the point. Um, or if Alnafout will just take over, it'll be interesting to see where this goes.
0: Yeah, it will be because I mean, Brian Elliott, uh, who was the lightning backup this season? Uh, he's 38. We don't know if they're going to, you know, if he's going to come back for next season, you know, in, in all reality, like I say, does have NHL experience. Uh, the lightning are a little tight against the cap. So, I mean, there's a possibility that maybe he, he signs with them to, to back up, uh, Vasileski, who knows? I mean, we're not in the minds of uh Julian breezeball for sure. But I will say this I was I was doing a little um little research on Tompkins. And did you know he got into a goalie fight?
2: Lucas favale the team's play by play and radio announcer and end media uh person retweeted one of the fights. Yeah at, and and it yeah, I mean, you know, goalie fights are kind of a thing of the past. We don't see it as much anymore mostly because you want your goaltender to keep going in the game and if that happens they can't and that's a problem (laughs) (laughs) so we don't really see it happen as much anymore um (laughs) but he definitely will fit into the you know kind of the Syracuse legendarium when it comes to those things because there have certainly been some memorable fights like I'm thinking of one Dustin Tokarski yeah, uh, right before he got traded, got into a pretty memorable one way back when. So there have definitely been ones that stick out in the fans' minds when it comes to goalies who are willing to fight. Goalies who needs those. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine how like angry the coaching staff must be, like so much goes in and nobody's going start the game, and then they get into a fight, and then they can't play the game anymore, and so then they have to change every I can't imagine how frustrating that must be for the coaching staff you gotta be kidding me, <laughs> so you,
3: know, you yeah. just
0: couldn't stay in your crease, could you? You just right. couldn't do it
2: <laughs> stay in your lane. I
0: know. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to one of my kids. It's you just couldn't stay in the crease.
2: I tell you, you you know, you said that that Elliot is 38. I'm 38, and I can't. I mean, my hip acts up if I like, I don't know, walk faster than usual. So yeah. I can't imagine still being a goaltender.
3: Oh, there's no way. With,
0: <laughs> yeah, even I, with
2: like the professional training and and the stuff, I can't imagine. No, yeah. Thank
0: you. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I, I hear you. I mean, I I, I still well. I call it play, beer league hockey. I'm more or less a pylon. And, uh, you know. Just, Everyone
3: it was, has their pylon on was the once a,
0: once a week, right? And for two days afterwards, I'm like just, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, you know.
3: Uh,
0: <laughs> Slow motion. <laughs> but uh, anything else you're looking for with the, the crush to do this offseason?
2: Uh, I would I would like to see a little bit more investment than just maybe swapping out a player or two which it seems like has been the Lightning's MO and I know that there's the cap situation there's always the cap situation with the Lightning I swear to god it could be like it's raining outside well it's because of the Lightning's cap it's just <laughs> it seems like it's <laughs> Um, so I would just, I would like to see a little bit more investment in the defense. I think we, that Syracuse has some really promising younger players, but the depth, I mean, everyone saw what happened once Radish got recalled. And then when he didn't get sent back down for the playoffs, you know, that I I still can't help but feel Syracuse could have won that game five if Radish was in the lineup. Yeah. Uh I think it made a big difference not having the depth for Syracuse to be able to recover from that type of player being recalled, that's problematic in the AHL because it's going to happen. Like it's just, it's going to happen. So I would like to see more investment made there. You know, it seems like the goaltending set uh, Dumont is signed for another season with his AHL only contract. So the captaincy is good. You know, Rifer is leaving. They're going to have to invest in some way, shape or form at the forward core because The cupboards with the draft situation, they're becoming a little bare.
0: Right, right. So,
2: you know, it's hard because AHL teams really tend to build on those 20-somethings that aren't ready for the NHL but were higher draft picks, and so they have that talent that they can bring in. And those players aren't really there anymore in the organization. So, you know, I think that I would just like to see a little bit more of of an investment in the depth in the organization because – having um i figured out the stats the other day i think it was like the top six of syracuse scores scored almost 50 percent of all of the points in the season and that includes radish who wasn't in syracuse for the end of the season so that spread needs to be higher next season because ahl teams can't survive on that compact of a scoring spread they they just exactly.
0: You you're so right. And you know like with, with the Lightning they've had their Stanley Cup window for so open for so long that you know when, with the NHL clubs they tend to trade away first round picks to keep that window open and eventually yep. it does start catching up a little bit where all of a sudden it's like okay we don't have any first rounders coming in here so you really got to develop those second third fourth round and it's, it it can be very difficult. It, it mm-hmm. really can. So but that's a that's a very good point. Very great point. And you know what? NHL does have its own free agency too. So you never know what could happen in the offseason.
2: Yeah, and and the scouting staff does a really great job. You know, they love scouting, like, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and finding those diamonds in the rough, like Barry Boulay, that sure. come in. And, you know, the, the scouting staff does a great job. But there's also some really good AHL veterans and well-known names that are going to be available this summer that I think it would behoove the Lightning to try to go after just to give Syracuse a little bit more of a cushion.
0: Right. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we'll see what happens though that's uh, you know that's what makes it all fun in the off season, but I will say that with that, like you know, I said at the beginning, this is it for us for the uh for the end of the season, and you know, Alex, we couldn't think of anybody better that we would want to end our season with.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that. I really, I really uh, have loved coming on the couple of times I have, and I really hope to to see you guys next season and be able to come on and talk about the 30th anniversary of Syracuse Crunch Hockey.
0: Oh, absolutely. Are they Have they announced anything yet specifically as far as what they plan on doing or just kind of giving a little teaser out there saying, be ready, we're going to have a great season?
2: Yeah, nothing, nothing official. I do know that like season ticket holders who renew by a certain time, I think there's something that we're getting for that specific, a tumbler or something like that. Um, but other than that, they haven't announced anything concrete that they're going to be doing for the 30th anniversary. But Syracuse usually does a really nice job of picking former players that made an impact in the community over those years. I know for the 25th anniversary, I think it was uh, Mike Angelidis, John Morasti, and is it Jody Shelley or someone, someone along those lines that came back for the home opener that season just to try to represent that range of the team's history. And, and they usually do a really nice job. So I I'm looking forward to what they have in store for, for the 30th coming up this season.
0: That's awesome. Any more Syracuse speaks coming out?
2: Uh, Yeah, actually I'll have one coming out on Sunday um, where I ask a, uh, an interesting question about whether, crunch fans think it's time to raise the bar because his- historically, you know, you know, AHL teams, the goal is to make the playoffs, right? Syracuse has made the playoffs every year since 2017 and every year, except 2017 cents, they haven't done anything. And that's kind of weird and a little annoying. And it makes me really wonder, especially now in a league where, most teams make the playoffs. Right. <laughs> it's complete, it's very weird right now because making the playoffs doesn't seem as special anymore when you only have two teams in every division not already. Right? It's almost special to not make the playoffs. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you, you what did you do if you didn't make the playoffs? Because everybody made the playoffs. So, you know, I really wonder and question if it's time for the lightning brass to say it's no longer making the playoffs, we want to make that Eastern Conference Finals. And I lay out a couple of reasons for that, and I talk through some things. So uh, I hope that it'll resonate with fans, and I'm looking forward to the feedback.
0: That is awesome. I, I know I'll be listening. That's, that's going to be a great show. And we got your Twitter handle right there on the bottom there, uh, FPH Crunch. Which, uh, like I said, always interesting. If you want to know what's going on with the Crunch, go to Alex's Twitter handle because, like I said, and I love it that you you put your opinion in with it too. That's that's great.
2: Thank I you. Absolutely you know.
0: love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. It's all great. right. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So I think that's going to be all for us for this season. Uh, like I said, Alex, thank you for coming on and uh, sharing our Syracuse Crunch Award Show with us. Thank you, everybody, for, uh, for listening and watching this show. Uh, it's been a fantastic first season. We will be back in September uh, for more fun here at 315 Hockey Live. But with that said, for Dave the Save Warner, I'm Scott Kinville. Thanks for watching, and we will see you next season on 315 Hockey Live.